Hey, for real, just because I'm slowing down, it don't mean we got to stop. This is episode 48, Brooks in Babylon. Let's go. Our text for today can be found in Isaiah chapter 40, uh, verse 28. And it says, lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry host one by one and calls forth each of them by name because of his great power and mighty strength. Not one of them is missing. Hey, everybody. You ever feel down? Sometimes you get down. You feel no real reason. You feel like, man, it's another day. And you're trying to figure out what is it that's getting you in your feelings, as it were. What is it that's actually bothering you? And you can never really put your finger right on on it. I felt like that a little bit last week. And uh, praise God for the prayer coordinator at my church because she pointed me to a text that I want to share with you. It's actually the entire chapter in the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 40. The entire chapter is enough to get you pumped up. And the idea that's going on here in chapter 40 is Israel is uh they feel it. They in their feelings. You know what I mean? They're not feeling great about where that where they are in life. And the prophet is speaking to the people to remind them that they serve a God who's got all power. And because they're connected to Him, because they're plugged in, because they have access to this God. They walk around with uh, their mobile church, their mobile place of where God dwells. They've always got him with them. He reminds them in chapter 40 that God has not left them, that he would continue to be with them. So last week I read through Isaiah chapter 40 again, and I just want to share a little bit of what I learned out of Isaiah chapter 40. I've got some commentary stuff that I'll read and I'll even intersperse some of my thoughts in there if that's okay with you. You ready? Let's go. One of the things that we find in Isaiah chapter 40 is that it was actually for tired and discouraged exiles, that there was a promise of restoration that may have seemed like wishful thinking. They felt abandoned by God and may have wondered if he possessed the ability to deliver them. You ever felt like you're out on an island by yourself? Like ain't nobody listening to me. Ain't nobody hearing me. But God always hears and not only does he hear he responds um I'm, I'll, i was about to jump on another text right there but no not only does he hear but he also responds this passage makes a case for god's sovereignty 
However, the overall purpose is to prove that God is able to deliver his people from their enemies and from the gods of their enemies. It is meant to provide a sense of security and dispel or erode the idea that God does not care. To those who wait on the Lord, restoration and renewal are secured. Can you imagine that just realizing that if you wait on God, restoration is secured. It's not a chance that it's going to happen. It will happen because of the God whom you serve or the God you're getting to know a little better or the God you remember reading about. This same God uh, has restoration uh, just for you. He has renewal just for for you and where where you find that is in his word. So if there ain't nothing else you get, go to Isaiah chapter 40 and just read it through or read it in a version that um, is easy to read for you. And whatever version that is, I guarantee that God will make himself available to you. You will hear him in your mind, in your heart and be able to reflect him in your life. The thing that's so many people in this world get excited about is what man is able to accomplish. And so many people, we can see it in our political realms. We see it in the business realm, even in the educational realm, in the musical realm. People are easily impressed by what men do. And when I say men, I'm just not talking about specifically the male gender, but uh, men in the uh, totalitarian way, in humanity. We get impressed by what humanity is able to accomplish. So the first thing that you want to remember is that God is greater than anything that man could ever do. While man has figured out how to put machines together, even uh, uh, so that we can drive cars or fly in planes or even make it into the outer atmosphere and get to space, that man has figured out vehicles to do that. But we serve a God who is greater than the, uh, who has a greater ingenuity than what man has been able to put together. He is greater than the created world. Isaiah asks a series of questions you'll find in chapter 40 designed to put man in his proper place. The greatness of God is indicated by the vastness of his creation. Not only the vastness of the creation, but the um, variety that is in creation. While man can boast being able to uh, create clothes and all kinds of houses and all kinds of vehicles, I have yet to see man create a blade of grass. I have yet see to see man make something that we see naturally occurring. And even what we see naturally occurring has been marred by sin for centuries. So it's not even as beautiful, as great as it originally started out as. Second, God is greater than the nations. God is greater than people. The great strength of the mightiest nations is like a speck of dust or a drop in the bucket to God. If if one were to build an altar fire with all the cedars of Lebanon and sacrifice every beast in those forests, he still would not have made a sacrifice worthy of a great God. Can you imagine 
burning up everything you know, God, just to be able to please God. And you still would not have been able to touch the surface of what is necessary to be able to uh, 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 get his favor. Yet he still reaches out to us with our paltry sacrifices, our little bits that we try to give, whether it's in offering or in time or in talent, even though we just give back a little bit. He has got so much more for us. Yahweh is greater than the gods of men. Idols are representations created by man. No matter how beautiful the craftsmanship, no matter how precious the materials, idols can never capture the essence of God. Idols have difficulty just standing erect. Sometimes you put something up and it tips over. It's like it's so crazy that people would want to believe that there is power in something that was created by a man rather than the one who created man. Yet God, Yahweh is greater than the idols. God is greater than the stuff we make. He's greater than the stuff we've created. He is the supreme creator of all things. So why would we spend time worshiping the things that man has created rather than give all glory and honor to the one who created man? Ain't that crazy? So listen, first, he's greater than the created world. Second, God is greater than the nations. Third, God is greater than idols, the things that we create. But even more than that, fourth, God is greater than rulers. From the beginning, the knowledge of the sovereign creator has been handed down. He sits upon his throne on the circle of the earth, providentially upholding and maintaining all that exists. The heavens themselves are the curtains of his tent. Mighty rulers of this world are under his authority. He can deprive them of power, of power in an instant. He merely breathes on them and they wither like a plant and are blown off the scene of history like worthless stubble. The belief that God puts it puts men in power and he can easily take them out of power. One of our greatest examples of this we find in the book of Daniel when we're talking about Nebuchadnezzar. God put him in and God can take you out. God can bless you and God can um, take those same blessings away. The desire for God's people is to always lift him up wherever we are in whatever way he has gifted us. But Isaiah reminds us that God God is greater than our rulers, all of those people who sit in offices of power and attempt to wield that power over us. God wants to remind us that he is the one is in power and he is the one that we are to pay attention to, even at times when it means that we have to go against those people who are in leadership. And, uh, and and fifth, God is greater than the stars. Heavenly bodies should not be deified or made into gods as they were in Mesopotamia. Worship belongs only to the Holy One who created the stars. Isaiah likened God to a mighty general who leads his troops across the heavens. Every star is in the exact place God would have it.
Implicit in these verses or what's hidden in here is an attack against the major tenets of astrology. The fact that there are those people who worship the stars. The reminder is why not just worship the one who made the stars? Because the fact that the stars are where they are is because of what God has done to place them there. He put the stars in the sky and it is he who we worship. It is he who is desirous and deserving of our worship. And then finally, God is greater than discouragement. And this is where I landed. It's the very end. It's the verse that you've heard repeatedly over the years. The very end of Isaiah chapter 40. Despondent Israelites, despondent people must never forget who their God is. And that's for you. And that was for me, too. I needed to be reminded who is God, who my God is. The Bible says he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. If you were like me last week and I was when I was feeling down or not feeling my full self, God promises to give power and strength to the weak. As a matter of fact, his word says that when you're weak, that's when he is strong. You need to remember who he is and what he is about. The Bible goes on to say that even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. It's kind of a natural thing for us. We lose energy from time to time. We feel a little less than ourselves, but what God promises in his word is that you don't have to stay there. You might feel a little weak right now, but that does not mean that's where you're going to stay. You serve a God who wants to encourage you and strengthen you. He is eternal. He is omnipotent. He is omnipresent. He is omniscient. The God we serve uh, is without end or beginning. He's got all power. He is all knowing. He is everywhere. He is all always on alert and he is always he's ever he's He's compassionate and he is overflowing with compassion. That's what I wanted to say. He can strengthen those who wait for him in faith. The infusion of spiritual power makes believers like an eagle flying above the fray. He makes you like a runner in competition, continuing to strengthen your muscles. Or he is like a hiker on a long trek. He gives you the second wind that you need. The Bible says it like this, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. This is the word of encouragement for you today. If you were like me last week, just not feeling all that great. I wasn't feeling like myself. God has promised that he is going to give you what you need. Take you out of where you are and put you up just a little bit higher. The only thing you need do now is wait on him in faith. He has promised that he will be with you. He's never going to leave you or forsake you. This is the promise of the word. Isaiah chapter 40. Read it for yourself and hear what God has for you. Thanks for listening. Uh, Hope you subscribed. If you haven't, 
subscribe to the podcast, man. I ain't going to blow up your, your inbox. Subscribe, like, love, share. We'll holler at you. Brooks and Babylon out.